This is a routine event. This is one I do every year, at least I try to, with Stephen Lyman. And Stephen, I'm so happy that you're here. It's great to see you, man. How are you? Good to see you, Nick. I'm Glad to be great. here as always. Is it, what is it, 10 a.m.? For you right it's now? 10 a.m. on Thursday here in Japan. I can't really predict the future, but I can tell you it's going to be uh, crisp and sunny. Oh, that uh, sounds wonderful. Uh, Stephen, can you uh, can you tell everybody your background and what you're doing here today? Sure. Uh, I'm a longtime fantasy baseball player and uh, with Nick's help won two leagues last year to my home leagues. I was happy about that. But uh, the reason I'm here to talk to you is that I don't play in these big money leagues or any of that, but I am an injury epidemiologist. And I, uh, my doctoral dissertation work was actually in pitching injuries. And so uh, I have thoughts about risk aversion and, and how, to, how to value players when they're coming off the IL and injury risk and the whole injury prone concept, right? That's, that's always something that we bat back and forth and just enjoy these discussions every year and kind of talk about names that come up, whether uh, you've already got a list or uh, people watching have people they want us to talk about. Happy to happy to discuss. Oh, absolutely. Um, and of course, Jason Collette asks, uh, "Where's the sake?" I mean, it's 10 a.m. Uh, Collette. Okay, that's right. It's well, not it's I mean, not late like it is for us. Was there something yesterday that you enjoyed? If you don't know, Stephen uh, has a fantastic right podcast um, <laughs> uh, as well. I believe exclusively Japanese whiskey, or it's well, it called Japan distilled, so it's all it distilled spirits from Japan. Uh, yes, I do my epidemiology work, but I'm also an ambassador for the Japanese spirits industry. I mean, isn't it incredible? And we get to do this once a year and it's amazing. Um, I hope to see you in Florida or another event, uh, in the future at some point. Uh, I will be in New York next month. So maybe. Oh my gosh. All right. We'll make this happen, Steven. Hi, but, um, but today, right now we're going to talk about injured players for 2024 and just getting a sense of, okay, is this something we should be cautious about? Is this something that we think will be recurring? And uh, we have a list um, generated by Josh Mockenstern, who I, I sent a request like, hey, can you help me um, just gather this? And it's incredible. It's, it's, I think it's everyone. Um, however, chat, please, if when we go through all the pitchers or go through all the hitters, if there's someone that we didn't mention, um, mention it in the comments, we'll get to it. We'll hopefully get through... Uh, most of these, um, and hopefully get the kind of sense of, cool, this is another one of those injuries that should be fine, that kind of thing. But if there are three words that you take away from this, this this is always in my head whenever I think about a pitching injury. What are those three words, Stephen? Pitching is attrition. Pitching is attrition! (laughs) Oh my God, I knew you knew it. It was great. Uh, Exactly. Pitching itself is going to create strain. It's going to create... I uh, more um, possibility for injury, which is really tough to say considering we think of workhorses. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you see like Sandy Alcantara and it's like, yeah, this is just kind of what happens. So I'm going to start at the top of this list. I actually filtered it. I don't know if you're seeing it the same way, Stephen, but I filtered it so that anything that was only 2023 moving forward, okay. uh, I'm sure I'm missing one or two guys in, and please chat, let me know uh, who I'm missing. Um, but I, uh, so we're going to start with Max Fried. last year. Um, he had a strained forearm. He had a hamstring at the beginning of the year, and then also a blister on his left index finger. And there is absolutely a lower, uh, draft stock right now on Max Fried because there is this anticipation that, well, oh, strained forearm, we're not expecting him to go 180 innings as he normally does. Is that valid? 
I, I think it is. These these kinds of injuries, if they're not treated surgically, tend to result in an eventual breakdown of the of the uh, elbow. And so he probably will be limited uh, as far as his, his innings. Um, but when he's pitching, he's probably going to be pitching at a, at a high level. So right. just take that into account. Don't don't uh, don't count on him as your, you know, your workhorse and your rotation to, to carry your your innings. So it's not essentially, okay, you see that discount. You're like, oh man, but he's going to be great. Who cares? He's past it. He's not actually really past it. It's probably something that does appear again for Max Reed. That's right. And he was out for two months, I think, when he when he had that injury before, which is a reasonable amount of time to miss. And that could happen sure. again this year, even if he doesn't end up actually going on and tearing the, the elbow ligament. So. All right. So be concerned about Max Fried. Uh, Tyler Glasgow is an interesting one. We have it down as a strained oblique, but there's also been over the offseason. He essentially said he got surgery correcting a former injury um, that's been recurring for him and uh, that he's now fixed from that is that something we should really believe i mean there's been a slew of uh of injuries for glasnow across his career has he ever been healthy <laughs> he, 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 i mean he, i love him as a pitcher he's incredible but he really is almost he's like a ferrari right he's mm. always in the shop but when he's on the road he's he's exceptional so right. um again discount the innings but expect great things when he's pitching um why would he say he's fixed if he's not so you know but it's hard to take what the players necessarily know about their you know the the likelihood of re-injury or that sort of thing it's just hard to take the player's own word for it i don't know if there was any report from his from his surgeon about how that went or what was done uh, i that was um i believe had to do with his back i uh, and uh there's a quote from i uh, let's see it was the end of december um, saying that, uh, quotes, I mean, given the amount of innings and amount of injuries I've had in previous years, I think it's, uh, to say that's probably fair. Um, he said being criticized for not being able to stay healthy. I think that for me, the majority of innings I missed had been related to the same elbow injury and he got the hybrid surgery, um, uh, that is with his UCL and it's kind of the new evolution. And I, th- he's thinking that he's okay because of that. Uh, yes. is that really something we should be believing in? Yeah, this is the, uh, the uh, procedure where they try to strengthen the the partially torn uh, UCL right. and the evidence is still limited on how successful this will be. Uh, people do recover from it more quickly, but I don't know that it's necessarily a definitive operation so much as a delayed procedure uh, sure. to keep from having to miss, you know, 12 to 18 months with full Tommy John. Um, so I, uh, Yuri Perez had um, shoulder inflammation at the end of the year in September um, it's saying it's the SI joint. Uh, can you tell us what the SI joint is? Uh, SI joint off the top of my head. That's a, that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> we have no idea. So you can probably make up anything you want. Right? Shoulder interior shoulder. joint. I don't know. Sacroiliac joint. That is probably not right here. But yeah, so it's, why is this considered shoulder? Hold on, sorry. SI joint, shoulder. <laughs> Uh, my yeah. guest here, I think for everyone else here, is saying we're not worried about this. this. Is the end of the year? This is just traditional inflammation that you get from throwing more innings than you really have before. And they were just like, "Yeah, we're not going to do much about this." Yeah, the, um, shoulders worry me, I, especially end of the year. We've got no timetable for return. Uh, we can probably name a half dozen pitches, pitchers off the top of our head who went down with shoulder injuries and have just never come back to become right what, what, 
what they what they had been previously. Uh, I'm much more worried about shoulders than I am about elbows uh, as far as uh, career longevity or the the ability to return to pitching at a high level. So, uh, oh man, so Yuri, he's so young. He's so young. I mean, any sort of shoulder inflammation whatsoever you, that already kind of bothers it, you? It's just, well, it, it can lead, it might be a, a sign of something worse to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, there, there was a Braves pitcher, a lefty who had shoulder issues, tried to come back last year and ended up back in the minors. Um, unfortunately, uh, Kyle Wright also had some shoulder stuff, but then uh, maybe yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah, reliever or a starter? No, starter. Starter. Um, lefty. I believe Soroka. Oh yeah, righty. Um, oh, yeah, righty then he came back. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Sorry. Um, yeah, he he's an example of somebody who just kind of disappeared for a while with shoulder problems, right. and now he's back and has forearm problems. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see with uh, with Soroka as well. So Yuri, that does put a little bit of ice on that, just because it's. Um, we're all expecting to kind of take the next steep step this year. And maybe we should be a little more serious about that uh, shoulder information. Um, there's Joe Ryan with a strained groin, which is incredibly painful. Um, and we should feel like that's okay. Right. That's right. That typically once that, that heals uh, and the pain has gone, that's not really going to present a lingering issue uh, cool. for, for a pitcher or a hitter. Fortunate for, for Joe, uh, Zach Eflin, lower back tightness. And uh, I believe he's had something along those lines before. Does this is this one of those reoccurring things that's just never going to evade him? I mean, lower back uh, tightness or pain is is it tends to be chronic and it does get worse with age. But he had that in April and he's he was back and I'm not I'm not worried about him from that perspective. All right, I don't good. think he's at the Max Scherzer level of worry about the back. Huh. Fair enough. I uh, that's really good to hear because I think um, I mean personally I've been a little tepid on Eflin because of the, uh, the resume he's had a bit and hearing that kind of stuff as being maybe chronic, but uh, I don't think it has been for him in the past. So I'm going to move past that one. And it looks like uh CB Haugen um, says um, lower left back, not shoulder to my knowledge. Um, he's saying that it's the uh, sacrilege joint. Um, so thank you very much. Yuri. CB. No, you talking about Yuri Perez. Yes. Yeah, so if, if so, SI joint. I, I did a quick Google. Mm-hmm. SI joint is actually in your pelvis, so I didn't understand how that was huh. shoulder related. So if it's that, I'm much less worried. That's again Good. the kind of thing that with inflammation can, uh, with with appropriate treatment and rehab, can can be recovered from and not present a, a problem going forward. So let's let's bump Yuri back up the list if it wasn't his shoulder. Then I take it all back. I I am incredibly. Uh, I'm thrilled to hear that that Yuri is like, hey, don't worry, it's not the shoulder stuff. So I'm so sorry for all that false information. And that's all my part uh, completely. Uh, Joe Musgrove obviously dropped a weight on his toe and uh, he should be okay from that. He had some shoulder information, a little bit of elbow as well um, at the end of the year. My interpretation was that he was someone who just never really got into rhythm and had to overwork a little bit and that it wouldn't be a lingering thing. Um, is that the right interpretation of this? I, again, it's shoulder, but he was shut down late in the season and San Diego wasn't really playing for anything. So there sure. was no reason to rush him back. Uh, I would really keep an eye on him in the spring, mm-hmm. see, see how his workouts are going, whether or not he's appearing in spring games. And if so, I'd say it's it's full speed ahead. Uh, if there's an unknown timetable to return and he hasn't pitched in a spring game, start discounting him. Sure. Uh, we have a strange shoulder from Brandon Woodruff. Um, this is just like a death sentence, isn't it? 
Yeah, but he he did uh, he did return, right? He did pitch at the end of the year, so I think. Um, uh, well, he he got he got um I believe he has surgery now. He's missing all of twenty twenty four. Oh, so he had okay. Sorry, that's not on the sheet here. But yeah, oh, so, I don't, I don't so think it is. That's right. Yeah, so if he's if he's out for twenty twenty four, that could be uh, a very bad sign. Uh, another pitcher who had shoulder surgery and just has never come back to Sixto Sanchez. Sure, you know these these names start to fall off of our list at all. Yeah, they just they've been gone too long. Um. Uh, oh man. Oh no. Um, we have a strained forearm uh, briefly in uh, the end of May last year for Justin Steele. It was only about two weeks, though. Um, yeah. Seeing a two-week um, two week stint as opposed to, say, like the two months of Max Freed, is that easy for us to then brush aside? I, I think so. I mean, he's still relatively young. Um, if And you're probably getting him at a fair price anyway, mm-hmm. I would think. So... Um, but yeah, shorter stints on the on the IL clearly suggested it wasn't as serious an injury. Uh, but again, uh, pitching as a is attrition. We we it, he's he's healthy till he's not. Yeah, right. Uh, and moving past the foot foot contusion for Kyle Bradish, it seems like that's not going to be a yeah. recurring thing for him. Um, Tristan McKenzie had two things. He had the strain told her that Terry's major. Um, and, uh, and then he had this sprained elbow, 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 uh, in middle June that pretty much held him back to the end of the year. And he was clearly not himself at the end. Are we, should we just stay away from Tristan McKenzie here? I think unless you're getting him at a deep discount or you have an Mm -hmm. IL bench spot sort of thing in your league construction, then maybe you can, you can hold on to him. But I I tend not to hold pitchers in in that role because you just never know when they're going to come back or how they're going to pitch when they are back. And and but, when you see the Terry's major, how does that change your interpretation of strained shoulder? Uh, that's a specific uh, muscle group in the shoulder, and and it's uh, it's not great, but it's not it's not the death sentence that that other shoulder injuries can be. Okay, so, well, that's good. Um, but he and he came back from that. It was just his the elbow toward the end of the year is, is what I'm more worried about. If it's a sprained elbow, that's very likely uh, the UCL involved mm-hmm. so that's, that's okay so exciting. so good distinction there normally we see shoulder as a bigger death sentence yeah. um but saying that's the terry's major is more in the back so that's not like the capsule uh turning shoulder capsule thank you burner uh for woodruff is what also kershaw had um the surgery on uh so the sprained elbow is the one that's more of a concerning thing for mckenzie um hip inflammation for tanner bybee not too concerning i would imagine uh I would not think so, no, um, unless unless he's now he did he did end up missing. If the they essentially the shut him down at the end of the year. He was already get pushing his innings a bit. Um, it didn't really seem like something that would be a surgery or along those lines. Um, Max Scherzer, we have obviously the strained shoulder uh, that Terry's major just like with McKenzie, and then he got back surgery for herniated disc. He's going to be out until August or so. When you see guys coming back from a surgery like that, I uh, are they normally back to normal or is it uh, something that really kind of takes something away from them? Backs are tricky. And this has been an issue for Scherzer for a while. And yeah. what often happens is you end up with a cascade of, of spine surgery. It's not just one operation. It's then that changes the, the mechanics of the spine. And then mm-hmm. you end up injuring another part of the spine because you stiffened a certain part. It's, it's, it's not always good. And he's getting older. 
So yeah. again, I, I wouldn't expect high inning counts. He's not the 220 inning pitcher that he used to be, and he never will be. Uh, right. If, innings wise, I'm not sure where he'll be when he comes back. Uh, if he's healthy enough to pitch, though, he should be pitching at a high level. I don't think he's the back's not going to hurt his performance. It's just going to keep him out of games. So, OK, so then when he does return, I mean, we're saying like August. So it's really only two months or so that we're really expecting from from Scherzer's maybe like, I don't know, 50 innings, something like that, 50 to 60. Um, is that do we think like, hey, that can still be of quality? Like this back isn't going to really be bothering him or the spine stuff you're talking about shouldn't really take effect in that time. Or is this something that's going to be nagging him quickly? I, I mean, it, it really, it completely depends on how successful the surgery was and we won't really know until he's on the mound and sure. see what his velocity is and, and that kind of thing. Just again, keep your eye on, on these guys as they're recovering. Sounds good. Uh, we have a bone spur. I uh, removed for uh, you Darvish. My interpretation of bone spurs is that generally that's a good thing for the long term because you're just removing that's not actually damage to the elbow. That's right. Those that, that's that's always the best news when somebody's uh, got elbow pain mm-hmm. and they and they go under the knife if they're having bone spurs removed. That's uh, that's the, the best case scenario. Nice. I uh, Justin Verlander. What do you know? Terry's major. Same thing. We were just talking about there. Um, and then Brian Bayo has some elbow inflammation, but it looks like he was totally fine. Throughout the year, uh, we have some hip discomfort for um, for Hunter Green, and he was placed on it for about two months. Now, seeing two months with a hip injury, is that something that doesn't really return? He didn't get surgery, I don't believe, for it. Uh, yeah, maybe he did. Uh, that but, long of a yeah. duration suggests that he did have a pretty serious uh, hip injury, um, mm-hmm. but not having it operated on, again, suggests that he, he is able to recover from it. But it could flare back up. What he might have in that case is something like a torn labrum in his hip, and that could uh, result in irritation and inflammation, which right. could land him back on the on the. So on there the is head. actually a significant risk with Hunter Green this year with that hip discomfort last season. I'm less concerned about hips than I am about uh, shoulders and elbows, obviously. But it is part of the kinetic chain, and right. I was I was doing a little bit of research about this, and the, the 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 question is which hip is it? Is it his drive leg or is it his landing mm. leg? Right. The drive leg is the one that's going to uh, affect performance and the landing right. leg is more about they, he might alter his mechanics a little bit. I just don't know if it's going to do quite the same sort of alteration to performance that that the drive leg would. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's cool. Uh, I mean, not cool that he's hurt, but you know, it's, I don't know. I, every year I learned more things uh, from Steven. That's why I love this so much. Um, Chris Sale, I mean, this is an injury prone guy, right? There's no way he throws over 130 innings this year, right? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's just got all sorts of things breaking down. He's and just the way he, you know, he's lanky. He's he he's all over the place. So this, you know, I loved him when in his prime. He was quite an amazing pitcher, but uh, I, I think his best days are behind him. Yeah, it was a uh, shoulder inflammation last year, and also he had the stress fracture that then lasted um, a little bit as well. There's just so many things. Um, obviously, some freak injuries with the finger as well um, in 2022, but you see the fluctuating velocity um, with Chris Sale. You can kind of see that there is something larger kind of affecting everything there. Strained forearm from Eobaldi. Here's the interesting one to me, is we knew that he was hurting in some way. We saw the velocity go down for Eovaldi midway last year. Finally went on the IL. Um, I remember talking to some people with the Rangers and being like, what's going on? Like, we know he's hurt. 
And they go, I don't know. I don't know why he's still pitching. <laughs> and then eventually he goes in the IL. But for a brief moment, um, it was just uh, it was just about three, four weeks. And then his velocity returned for the World Series around 96 instead of the 94. My guess is that this is just adrenaline and it's still there and very much present, especially after going through something similar the previous year. This is just a ticking time bomb, right? Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's a strained forearm, which is a precursor for for the UCL. Uh, but, you know, it, the soft tissue injuries, if you get the inflammation down and, and you still have the strength and you can perform. Uh, but yes, again, pitching is attrition. Pitching is attrition. Remember, that's all you need to know. That is it. I, I'm going to, I'm realizing I have so many guys here. So I'm going to try and pick and choose a little bit better than I have. <laughs> we only have so much every, time. Every pitcher uh, in the league that's, that's yeah, right. I'm going to go to Carlos Rodon. This is a big one, uh, I think. Uh, we had the strained forearm early in the season, seemingly recovered, the hamstring, whatever. But there was fluctuations. And eventually, he was shut down at the end of the year again um, as he was lower in velocity. It does seem like there's something major happening here with Carlos Rodon. I think he signed his contract at the right time. Yeah, um, it's a. I'm, I, again, I wouldn't expect big in, big innings from him. Uh, he might be if he if he is able to manage his innings and pitch, you know, ma- maintain his his skills during 2024. I think he might be in for a big 2025. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I don't think I'm going to be uh, chasing him too much. Well, uh, Nestor Cortez as well, same team here. Um, strained shoulder was about his rotator cuff the beginning of the season, and then he went back on the IL later. Um, yep. and, it, and it's it's the cuff. That's that's a worry for me. Yeah, so you don't think that Nestor Cortez allowed. can really come back healthy this year? I don't think so. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Right in the heart. Uh, so Will Warren, everybody, uh, make sure you get him because he's going to have to pitch some innings this year. <laughs> um we saw Clint Kershaw's shoulder and just be demolished. He got the surgery, but is there much hope for really this, you know, this, this sunset of a career of a Hall of Fame career for Kershaw being, yeah. I don't know, good enough? I mean, he's Clayton Kershaw. I, you know, <laughs> we had an innings, we had an innings cap on him before this, and now he's had shoulder surgery. So I think we're just lowering that, that cap again. But again, when he's pitching, he's, he should be elite. I don't, I don't think he's going to stick around collecting a paycheck with an ERA around five or anything like that. You know, he's either playing or he's not. There when you he's go. Playing, he's playing well. That makes all the sense. I uh, going on. I'm skipping some of these because it's pretty obvious. And we have anthroscopic shoulder surgery for Aaron Ashby. He missed all of last year with this. Uh, what is your anticipation this year? He has gone on to rehab, uh, so he is starting to ramp up to try to pitch again. Uh, but one setback, um, you know, it's 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 back to the IL and and it's a shoulder. It's I would I would say again another pitcher you want to keep an eye on what he's doing in the spring. Is he getting into games? Is he pitching? You know, is, is, are they stretching him out in those games? Is he is he ramping up? Uh, and it's just it's going to be a a game time decision, I think. Okay, so as long, if, if his velocity is back, um, I mean, what is the general? I mean, I guess I'll put it this way. I've heard, of course, the Tommy John honeymoon for about 250, mm-hmm. 300 innings. Actually, when I brought that up again with Eno and first pitch Arizona, he said, well, I don't know if that's totally true anymore. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Don't say that. Uh, but is it the same kind of way when it comes to that kind of surgery? As long as it's a clean surgery and good, 
Um, is it still kind of worse for wear over the long term? And if so, then I mean, is there kind of you've altered timeline? the dynamic. You've, al- you've altered the physical structure of the shoulder, mm-hmm. and there is usually hardware in there, meaning like plates, not plates in the in this case, but screws, uh, anchors, things like that. So it's there is the potential that that especially with pitching is such an unnatural and dynamic motion yeah. throwing a baseball at, at these velocities and with this frequency that that hardware is designed to get you and I back to work if we have a shoulder problem it's right and and it's not necessarily specialized to these these high performing athletes and so I think there is the potential that you will break down again over time but it can extend careers and I think that was the same idea with Tommy John Tommy John was an end of a career before before Tommy John and now right. it's extended many, many careers and many pitchers have gone on to be successful. Uh, as to that Tommy John honeymoon, because of the new uh, bracing addition that's been added to that procedure, I think that it may extend longevity beyond where it was from the, the standard Tommy John procedure. But I, oh, I haven't seen yeah. specific data for that. I'm, I'm very curious to see. Obviously, we'll know over time uh, a bit better than we do now. Um, but that is encouraging, I think, for Aaron Ashby. And of course, it's great to see uh, Jordan White uh, appear the second I mentioned Aaron Ashby, if you don't know that, you just summon him in the mirror if you say Ashby three times. Um, we have uh, Alex Cobb getting hip surgery, uh, labrum tear, as you were just mentioning. And, and he, he had the surgery. Yeah. yeah. And it is the, that's and he was the pitcher I was researching when I was thinking about drive mm-hmm. leg versus uh, versus plant leg. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if he had a successful uh, arthroscopic hip repair, of his labrum, uh, he should be back. He should be, that shouldn't limit him necessarily. Cool. I mean, yeah, they were saying it's, he's out for at least six months. So there might be a delay, of course, to start the year, but when he does, that should be okay and good. That's really nice to hear uh, for Alex Scott. Doesn't mean necessarily I like him, but you know, that's uh, another conversation to be had. Um, we have uh, Frankie Montes also with the shoulder surgery it was a little bit lower in velocity when he did come back. Um, but same kind of application, of course, with Aaron Ashby. Yeah, keep an eye on him in the spring. I mean, the fact that he got back last year is encouraging, even if his velocity was down a bit. He just might not have had the the extended spring training time to get everything back in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would I would keep again keep an eye on him in the spring. Uh, so just for the purpose of this podcast, or not this podcast, this is this show. Oh my gosh, I'm just so used to doing it like that. Um, <laughs> is I uh, like we have Lance McCullers and Drew Rasmussen also with elbow surgery. Um, Rasmussen with the internal brace that you were mentioning. So hopefully it's a little bit better uh, with McCullers. It's a little different. It's a flexor tendon and also a bone spur. So it's both, um, which is kind of interesting. Is that more encouraging than a traditional Tommy John? Uh, it certainly is. I think uh, with McCullers, of course, I, he's one of these guys who is is pretty fragile. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so he's, again, you're not going to get beginnings out of him. But if he's on the mound, he's probably pitching well. Uh, but that, yeah, I'm more encouraged about that. Uh, than than in some of these other instances with him uh Rasmussen I think uh might he may make it back this season yeah I think they were saying around the all-star break actually he he mm-hmm. faster turnaround um which is kind of interesting and again we'll see if that internal brace is effective or not mm-hmm. uh with him uh we have uh similar injuries again we have like back tightness then leading of course to tommy john for shame mcclanahan that was a very interesting one it wasn't really a back tightness. we i think he didn't really understand everything it was a strange moment uh, for mcclanahan then going into tommy john um 
maybe it was a separate injury with back tightness and then the other element where he was saying, yeah, it's just kind of this pinch in my neck and then this and that. Uh, it was painful and terrifying and, and sad. Uh, we have Dustin May, Luis Garcia, and Matthew Boyd, and Sandy Alcantara, all these guys with uh, Tommy John. We have um, it's flexor tendon and revision Tommy John surgery. Um, and I don't really know what the difference is there uh, for Tommy John that's revision. I assume that's the that's internal the brace. Yeah, revision actually means a second Tommy John. Mm. So if you have it's and really after the second one, it's really tough to expect much longevity mm-hmm. uh, from from that second procedure. If if he's able to get back and pitch at a high level, a second Tommy John is, is kind of a big deal because you've not so replaced that. Actually, twice. really good question about that. Um, so I've been saying this and maybe I've been completely wrong about this. And I really just want clarification at the end of the day here. Uh, of course, it's a it's another panel. So what do I have to do? I have to mention Cole Reagan's. But uh, he said two Sami Johns. He had one and then they didn't do it well and they redid it. Is that more serious, as serious, less serious than a guy that got Tommy John, pitched for three years and then got Tommy John again? Uh, it really depends on how much they screwed up the, the first operation. <laughs> sure. Uh, what, what kind of other damage happened to the joint during that? If they misplaced tunnels or what happened... Uh, I would think he, with him, I'd think of it kind of like as a Tommy John 1.5 rather than as sure. a full second Tommy John. Oh man, a that's, third like Tommy John. Me. that's great. Oh, <laughs> okay. I feel very validated, Stephen. All right. Thank you. Yeah. A third, a third Tommy John, I think is it's, it's game over, but uh, oh, yeah. for the second one, there are some pitchers now starting to come back. What I might expect from Dustin May is, is high leverage relief. I'm not sure if he'll be a starter after a second Tommy John. Interesting. Cool. Uh, so we are going to keep going here. Uh, a lot of the same stuff that we were just mentioning, just uh, similar answers to to all of them. Um, and uh, I'm seeing cyst removal for Michael Kopech um, in his knee. Uh, that feels like something that should be a solid uh, relief for Kopech. Yep. No, not worried about that at all. Awesome. Is there a pitcher chat that you guys want us to talk about when it comes to maybe being injury prone or concerned about for the year ahead? Let us know inside the comments right now. Um, Honestly, I mean, I don't think you have an answer for this, but with you seeing all the the trends of these workhorses getting injured and are you kind of shifting in any way from like Jesus Lazardo just threw a hundred and I believe 60 plus innings after never throwing above a hundred of them. While, of course, we saw Sandy Alcantara throw 200 innings constantly and then get Tommy John. is Do you have any sort of opinion of the workhorse idea? Like, let's say they go every five games and you expect six innings out of them. Um, does it matter how many innings they threw before? Um, and is that still favoring those that of 200 plus innings? Or is it saying, no, actually, if he's only throwing 130, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe he can go 180. That's a really interesting question. I think if it's a younger pitcher that doesn't have much of an injury history... And they, you, the team has been careful with managing his innings. Uh, then he, I think he's the one who has a better chance of jumping to, to higher inning pitching in the inning level than somebody who has a longer history of pitching at a higher inning level but has recently been injured. Right. Uh, so, I, I think, but again, it's team by team. You know, some teams now with six man rotations. Uh, it's those those workhorses are becoming harder and harder to find 
And when you can, when you can find that volume pitcher who's not going to kill your ratios and might give you some strikeouts and wins, that's nice. So yeah, you're still believing it. Look, even though Aaron Nola has been super consistent for ages, it's like, well, he's kind of due for an injury. You actually think you, you're more inclined to say like, well, no, this is actually a showcase of a of essentially a routine that is able to stave it off more than being due. Right. Well, you know, when you look at a pitcher who has like what we would consider, I guess, like flawless mechanics, a Greg Maddox, mm-hmm. for example, he he pitched in such a way that he was putting as little strain on his arm as he could. Sure. And yet he was highly effective. And so if Nola is similarly pristine in his mechanics, then he could be one of these pitchers that manages to avoid injury for a long period of time. Cool. Um, so I don't, I, now every single pitch you throw, you're, you're, there's micro trauma occurring in the, in the elbow and in the shoulder, you have right. little tiny tears in the tissues. Uh, but those tears can heal when you have adequate rest. Mm-hmm. And so that's the balance that you're trying to do is maximize performance, minimize that damage extending beyond the point where the tissue actually just breaks down. And that's when right. you have these, these injuries. And uh, so, some pitchers seem to be able to manage that and other pitchers uh, don't. All right. So uh, we have hitters now. Oh, man. This is like the only time of the year that I actually talk about hitters in any way. This is not cool. I don't want to do this. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, let's go to Aaron Judge. I mean, do you feel that Aaron Judge being as massive as he is? Last year, it was a torn uh, toe ligament. He also had a strained hip uh, for about a week or so or two weeks. Um, do you feel he's just destined to play few games every year? I mean, I think he, because of his size, he's he's always going to need some maintenance during the mm-hmm. season. He's not going to be your 162 game, 700 at bat or plate appearance workhorse. Sure, but of course, when he's in, he's doing amazing things. Okay, right. So I mean, so you still say, look, like you're just expect 140 games, um, and do with that whatever you want. Um, Julio Rodriguez um, had a wrist contusion um, and a strain in the lower back. Um, wrist injuries. I think this is an interesting conversation just as a whole. You see that wrist contusion. Um, it wasn't anything broken, just a bruise. Um, what is the major difference between those? And as far as like recovery time and then the impact and how that lasts. Sure. A contusion is not doesn't bother me. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about a wrist contusion. I'm worried about when they have wrist surgery. When it's sure. when, it, when there's ligaments or tendons involved, that's when things get tricky. Uh, so contusion, bone bruises are usually pretty much fully healed within a couple of months, about the same amount of time it would take for for a broken bone to heal. You just avoided the actual fracture. So uh, not really worried about him at all. Especially for younger guys, they tend to heal faster, and recover faster. I mean, my my life lesson in this was was Fernando Tatis Jr., who had massive shoulder surgery and was back to an incredibly elite level right. much faster than I ever expected. Right. Um, and I believe there's also some back things with him. I mean, same with mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez. Patatis was okay. Uh, it's shocking. And Julio Rodriguez strained lower back last year, the end of the year. Um, not, not worried about not, him at all. Not worried about it. Great. Um, let's go on to uh, Alvarez. Um, Jordan. Uh, yes. Talk about his flu-like symptoms. No. Uh, let's hand inflammation and strained oblique, um, oblique injuries. We've seen, of course, sapping power and kind of taking a much longer time uh, to return. Mm-hmm. But my real question, same kind of thing with judge. Um, do you think from Jordan Alvarez's history that he's one of those guys that it's just always going to impact him? I mean, he's, he's just so big and strong. You, you know, the, I guess my comp for him is almost like a David Ortiz mm-hmm. and just somebody who can just pound the ball and, and 
I don't, I don't know if he needs as much maintenance as Judge. I think Judge, just because of his really long levers, is going to be putting more strain on on various body parts. But, um, similar question, really. Luis Robert Jr., who's really had a ton of injuries in his day. Not as much um, this past year. It really happened in uh, September. But still always really had that tag. Should he continue having that? I mean, he's he's a speedster. He relies on his wheels. He's got, um, he plays aggressively. You know, we, we and we all love these guys, right? This is this is Bryce Harper running headlong into the outfield wall and and those kinds of things. It's but they end up in the who's who's our favorite Buxton, right? Oh these gosh, just, no. <laughs> these guys uh, just play hard and and uh, so there's always going to be that kind of injury risk. Uh, and his he had a sprained knee at the end of the year, which put him out, but it was just toward the end. And it's a matter of what kind of sprain that was. But if it if he didn't have surgery for it, I'm I'm not discounting him going into the season. Okay. Um, Bo Bichette, patellar tendonitis, which I just think is chronic knee pain. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there. Is that something yep. that is a red flag for you? No, not at all. I'm not worried about patellar tendonitis. Well, that's great news. Um, we <laughs> talked about, of course, obliques and thumb surgery for El Tuve. doesn't really feel like that that's going to be a lasting issue, I would imagine, for him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not worry about the obliques you know they're, they're annoying for hitters and pitchers but once they heal they tend to heal they don't tend to become chronic so as long mm-hmm. as they're back and have recovered either uh you know came back during the previous season or are ready for spring training and there's no delay in their in their starter spring training i'm not not worried about it um royce lewis is a big one because he clearly showcased the talent level of being a uh, top 20 hitter um in his time uh however he Obviously, has missed a lot of time, uh, partially torn ACL, got knee surgery for that, has had a strained oblique as well, and a strained hamstring. You see all of this, and should we be labeling him as injury prone? He clearly has some lower extremity issues uh, with his legs. And again, somebody who, uh, I mean, he plays a, a skill position, requires a lot of movement, and and he relies on his legs a lot. So I'd see how he's coming into spring training. Uh, I believe this might have been his second ACL, and that's cause for concern, probably more in, in the NFL or NBA than it is in, in baseball. But uh, I'd keep an eye on him. I might okay. discount him a little bit. Um, O'Neal Cruz got ankle surgery. How much would that affect him? Uh, as long as the surgery went well, and if he's if he's coming into full coming into sp- spring training as a full participant, I'm not worried about him. All right. He had a he broke his lower leg. It was a pretty gruesome injury if you saw the video, but uh, he he should they should have been able to repair that. And again, young reco- young guy recovery shouldn't be an issue. Um, so I'm going to move on to Jazz Chisholm, who's now dealing with turf toe and strained oblique and stress fracture in his lower back. It doesn't feel like a smart move to say that hey, Jazz Chisholm's going to play 160 games. I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. They're probably going to manage his his playing time a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. a guy who relies on his on his legs, his wheels. So, uh, I think he is moving to the outfield, if, or has moved to the outfield. So that should help yeah. him healthier. Um, but yeah, I'm not putting him right at the top of my draft board for sure. And, and you see something like turf toe, and like what kind of interpretation should we really have of that? Turf toe is annoying, but again, something that that once it's healed, once he's over it, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, the stress fracture doesn't really worry me either, and nor does the oblique. I think he just had a a tough go of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually more encouraging, I think, for Jazz Chisholm. Um, 
obviously the Mike Trout stuff, we just, (laughs) Mike Trez, tell us more a little bit about that back injury that he has, that he's pretty much saying like, look, like I'm not going to be able to play as much as I normally can. Sure. I mean, once, once your back goes, uh, you, you, you're going to be limited. It's not, you're never the same. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have the same uh, agility. You don't have the same um, strengths and, and ability to recover and, and get, you know, play day after day after day. So again, that's probably going to be a game management issue. Like some of these other guys who aren't going to play 162 games, but again, it's Mike Trout. So. Right. And yeah, I mean, he's going to help, but it's just, of course, how much, um, with, uh, with Vinny Pascantino, he got a uh, torn labrum surgery, um, and that caused him to miss all of 2023, but, uh, or at least, you know, by the end of it, he did. And should we be thinking, okay, sapped power now for 2024 for Vinny? The, the shoulders don't bother me as much for hitters as they do for mm-hmm. pitchers. Um, but again, is he, what's his, uh, spring training, you know, what's he doing? Is he, is sure. he still doing rehab? Is he, is he back to playing? Is he getting into games? And then what is he doing with, with his at bats? Um, that, you know, the, the, I think where I, where I was overly cautious with shoulders was, was with, uh, Tatis Jr. And I, I missed out on a lot of opportunities to have him in various leagues because mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. Again, this is a younger guy. Uh, he might be okay. All right. Uh, we're seeing, um, with, let's see, a uh, Riley green, um, Tommy John on his non throwing arm. Uh, this was from chat here and it, does that really matter? Doesn't, doesn't worry me at all. Okay. I think he's great. Yeah. That's, that's incredibly exciting. Um, let's see here. We have a bone bruise on your right hand. Again, bruises do not concern no. you at all. No, they do not. All right. Jake Berger, you're going to be fine. We're, we still like you, buddy. Uh, um, Eloy Jimenez has just kind of been haunted by injuries for ages and he's certainly been given that injury prone tag and by a plate appearance um, well per plate appearance he's been very effective over the years but it just feels like Eloy is destined to get back on the IL soon um, he's he had a couple of hamstrings last year and so that might have been that he came back too soon um, but you know he, he could put together a 150-155 game season here here and there uh, maybe needs a little bit of maintenance, but I'd still, I'd happily roster him. All right. So you actually feel that Eloy, um, given his injury history, it's not gone well for him, but it's manageable and he'll be able to get past this. Yeah. That's what I would expect. Oh, that's None pretty encouraging. Yeah, I like that. Um, we have with, uh, Max Muncy, we've got a strand hamstring and elbow inflammation. We're not really worried about that. Uh, I would imagine, um, we have toe surgery for Jared Duran. That should be fine, I imagine. It's not really something that... I mean, is there a recurring toe injury that you've heard of or when it comes to getting surgery? That, it would be very unusual. So I think he probably uh, got what he needed and, and should be should be good for opening day. Um, torn ACL uh, for Reese Hoskins coming back. Um, like you were mentioning with uh, Royce Lewis, uh, he had a lot of issues. This is just one ACL. Um, is that okay for Hoskins? Should we expect him now that he just signed in Milwaukee uh, to have a bounce back? He, he tore that right at the beginning of last season. Right. I, in fact, it might have even been like in the World Baseball Classic, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was something along those lines. I mean, Edwin Diaz, 
I did um, yeah, right. during it. Right, Hoskins was around the same time. I think it was in yeah. March last year. So he's got a full year of recovery for ACL. He should be fine. He doesn't really, you know, he's not a speedster. You're not you're not drafting him for for steals. Sure. So yeah, if you need if you need that slug, uh, it could be forgotten by a lot of people. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we were all forgetting that he was on the free agency uh, list. Uh, no, and, and speaking of which, Edwin Diaz, we didn't address. I mean, for pitchers, I believe it was the landing leg uh, for Edwin Diaz. Does that make you very concerned as he's going as a number one closer right now? Yep. No, I'm not worried. I think he's going to be back to elite. Okay, great. Uh, we have other guys to consider here. Keep in mind, guys, if there's someone that you want us to talk about that we haven't yet, um, just leave it here. Any concern with Tristan Cassis and the shoulder injury at the end of last season? Uh, that's from randall j um going up there was shoulder inflammation on uh september 15th yeah watch him in in spring training it's a the shoulder can be tricky again i I worry about it less for hitters but if he has a a recurrence and inflammation he might have surgery and miss six months so um but hopefully he's all right uh let's see here we have Nolan Gorman, um, who was saying that he had a strain loaner back and there's something that is has bothered him a decent amount. When you hear something like that, it very much feels like, okay, unless you get surgery, this is going to come up again. Yes, lower back injuries. Typically, you've got uh, a breakdown of the discs in the, in the lower back, uh, and disc herniations and that sort of thing, and cause periodic bouts of, of, of pretty serious pain. Mm-hmm. I've suffered with that for a long time, and my flare-ups are every one to five years. And uh, it's obviously I'm not an elite baseball player; I don't have the conditioning that these guys do. But um, with yes. with proper strength and conditioning, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I should say any more, any. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> um, with, with if he's if he's uh, doing his physical therapy and keeping the core muscles strong around his back and helping him compensate. He, he should be able to play, but again, there might be some game management with him. And really uh, a so chronic issue. There are some uh, head injuries that I do want to talk about in a moment. Uh, before then, though, there is Trevor's story, um, elbow surgery, surgery, internal brace. And for hitters, that specific kind of injury is still obviously um, uh, data that we're waiting to get out as we get more time with it. But same kind of thing of, hey, you're not really worried about Tommy John, essentially, for hitters. Uh, not necessarily if they if they have the opportunity to DH or play the outfield. But with Story, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be expected to play second or short. And in that case, uh, he will be, need to sure. be able to throw it if it was his throwing yeah. shoulder. But let's just say he's, uh, let's say he's in DH as far as the actual impact goes. Yeah, for his bat, I'm not worried. Cool. Uh, so there are some head things. We have Ryan Matt, Mike Mountcastle is suffering through vertigo. Um, and I'm going to go through a couple of these. There's obviously also um, Anthony Rizzo with his post-concussion um, symptoms as well. Uh, with these situations, I mean, how much weight are you thinking like, yeah, this is something that might come back um, and really affect um, them? Once you've had a concussion, it's much easier to have another one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, baseball is not a contact sport. In it is not. That. I tell my sister all the time, hey, the nephews, hey, baseball is a non-contact sport. Yep. That's right. And you are correct about that, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but, you know, but Justin Morneau is a great example of, a you know, somebody who is on the path to the Hall of Fame who who had his career cut severely short with with a knee to the helmet at second base on a right. 
bang bang play and and uh he was just never the same and but what i've read about rizzo is he should be ready for spring training mm -hmm. uh that he's he's recovered so if, if that's the case i think uh, he's okay drafting him as a first baseman i don't expect there to be an increased risk of another concussion i'd almost be more worried about that from an outfielder maybe a middle infielder or a catcher uh, sure than a first baseman so okay um vert vertigo is a weird one that that's the sort of thing that's episodic and sometimes it resolves and it never comes back uh, but if it was concussion related, then it might just then they had a pretty bad one and it'll take longer to recover from. Um, so we actually have two from Chad. Um, FF, see you later. Uh, did we talk about Mason Miller yet? We have not. Um, do you think the A's are doing the right thing? And does he seem kind of destined to just be an injury prone pitcher? So I have to look. Yeah, Mason Miller, I believe he had yeah. a strained forearm and they. Uh, Oh man, he's he's just been he had a shoulder injury before, and then I believe it was a strained forearm. Okay, yeah, I mean, if they're managing him appropriately, uh, and I think it's smart of them to to with these young guys to try to protect them early on, um, you know, managing innings and that sort of thing. You know, hopefully he can come back and and pitch like he's pitched. But right. it's hard it's hard to say when, when there's not surgery involved. I mean, when you see all of that early, because he's, I mean, he's what 25, I believe now, maybe 26. When you see him going through as many things as he has thus far, is that you kind of an indication like, yeah, this is just going to haunt him forever? Or is it still like, well, it's just one of those things and it happens and he should be okay moving forward? Yeah. I mean, so he had an elbow, right? He actually had, but it doesn't look like he had Tommy John. He just, had yeah, he, yeah, he was out for a while and they tried to wait on it, I believe. Um, yeah, if if he's already had a, a partial tear or some damage to the ligament, and then he's he's a bit of a ticking time bomb. Yeah, um, but if oh, he but he's so good. That, he's so good, yeah. Stephen. So he's <laughs> he's so he's, he's, he's your Shane McClanahan, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of Shane, there's also Shane Boss from the chat right now. Andrew G. Um, come back from Tommy John. Also, the fact that he uh, missed all of last year is has a little bit extra time. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, hey, the extra time should help? I'm kind of excited about him. I, Me I too, think, you know, right? Still, still young, great stuff. Um, I, a long time to recover, which is good for him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the Rays use him. If he's one of these bullpen magicians, or if they put him into the rotation, but should be. And I, I don't really I'm expect you to have the answers on this one. There's been a lot of talk about Walker Bueller uh, missing all of last year. They didn't want to rush him at the end of last year. And they might be limiting him a bit because they want him ready for the playoffs. Because, I mean, yeah, you're the Dodgers. You're going to assume they make the playoffs, okay? Right. We know this. Yeah. If they don't make the playoffs, what are they doing? Um, well, they're, but They're also so, going to like a 12-man rotation this year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's Dodgeritis all over again. Um, yeah. With Walker Bueller, let's just say that he... Well, they're going to limit him in some way. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's better for them to say, cool, Walker Bueller pitched for X amount of time, and then we're going to stop you, and then restart you? Or instead say no take a month off and then we're just going to let you go through the rest of the year yeah that's i mean that's a good question i i think it is his second tommy john the full this is full his second procedure. one yes yeah uh so i am not expecting him to return to workhorse status mm -hmm. uh, as much as i love him as a pitcher uh i don't think he'll be there i think you're probably in that 100 to 130 inning a year kind of pitcher going forward um Personally, I think it's. I would give him more time between starts and keep him on a consistent pitching schedule rather than stopping and starting. This is something that not enough teams do. Uh, yeah. There was a there was a pitcher who suggested they want to go every three or four days, and I actually thought it would be kind of interesting 
having an experiment of like a six man rotation where that one pitcher just happens to do it and you just keep pushing everyone else back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, the Dodgers have the people for it, but what might just happen is Paxton is going to pitch for like a month and then Bueller will show up. <laughs> I mean, that's the plan. Maybe I don't know. The very least, it, it makes me encouraged about Emmett Sheehan because I think he'll just get his um, opportunity still, um, which is very interesting. But yeah, Walker Bueller, I put out a tweet at I think like twelve thirty a.m. last night about Walker Bueller because of course that's what I was doing. Um, and just a quick take is eighteen plus induced vertical break on the four seamer in twenty twenty one when sticky stuff existed, and then they went down massively to sixteen and change like the month after. Uh, and then he got even worse in 2022. And without that fastball being that good, it makes me a little more concerned about the skills of Walker Buehler. So merge that with however the Dodgers are going to use him, which will be an absolute headache. Uh, I'm probably not drafting Walker Buehler now. I don't know. Um, it's an interesting conversation, uh, but you might see in the next panel, which is uh, ADP battles with starting pitchers. We'll see. Uh, with David Mendelson, Scott White, and Eric Simulski. And I got to say, Eric and Scott, they can't see each other right now, but they I thought they were the same exact camera um, because they had the similar color, color shirt, the mic pretty much in the same spot, and there's Mendy just looking uh, great, completely different. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to some more hitters here. I see Logan Ohapi. Um, what are your thoughts on him, Ohapi? We thought was going to miss, I think he did uh, miss most of last year, or there was at least some fear of it. Um, I'm getting confused with getting demoted, I believe, when they signed another player. Uh, Ohapi, I, I don't actually remember the injury. We don't have it listed, listed here. Uh, but Stephen, do you, did you find what he was injured for? And what concerns should we have for 2024? Uh, so you just said a name of a player I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's Logan yeah, Ohapi with, the, uh, with I, the Angels. I don't I don't play in really, really deep leagues, apparently. Uh <laughs> I've also never heard his name pronounced. It looked like it was a shoulder uh, mid-season mm-hmm. last year. Uh, torn labrum in his left shoulder. He should be a righty if he's a catcher. So uh, if he's yeah, he is a righty, full, yes. If he's full steam ahead in string, I'm not I'm not worried about about that. All right, not there you shoulder. go. A catcher with a throwing shoulder injury has me more worried. Um, someone's worried about uh, Nolan Arenado's back. Uh, Arenado, I skipped over here. He had lower back spasms in September. Yeah, again, back is is game management for hitters. Uh, there's going to be guys who just get shut down every so often for a week or two, and it's just it's part of the price you pay. Um, should we just completely ignore Carlos Correa? I mean, plantar fasciitis. Um, yeah, I'm just not worried about like, that. You're not worried about that at all. No. All right. I tend not uh, to own the MRIs they got during the during the free agency other. signings. I don't know what that was all about. It was so weird. I suspect that he had that he probably has some knee arthritis and they were worried mm-hmm. about signing him to a long con, long-term contract uh, because of that. We talked about this last year, I think on this same discussion where he should be good in the short term and in the longer term, he's just not going to have as long a career as he might have. If he has, uh, if that knee, knee osteoarthritis develops more severely over time. Sure. Um, we're going to go with two more and then uh, I can't believe it's already been an hour. This is, I, it's so funny to me this 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 panel that we do here it's very just like all right bam 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 there's no there's not really much of a story but it is so helpful it's just like let's just knock this out let's just go through all of them and figure out how we should feel and it's so helpful um, we did have a Trevor Chris, story this year right there you go uh, we have uh, 
uh, Chris Bryant. Um, and this is something actually I meant to ask, and I'm glad we got to Chris Bryant because my understanding is Colorado ruined Troy Tulowitzki's career. Just that playing in Colorado is just generally not good for healing um, in that in that higher altitude. Is that correct? And would you attribute that a little bit to Chris Bryant's uh, strained lower back, back discomfort? plantar fasciitis and heel contusion and then i mean the fractured figures finger is a fractured finger yeah i but, uh, i don't really yeah. i don't really know that it's a, a colorado thing necessarily mm-hmm. um i mean brian's into his 30s now and with with the back injury it's going to be management so maybe he's 140 145 game player going forward man i've just completely forgot about chris bryant he was such a superstar of mlb then i'm just like all right Chris yeah. Bryant. Well, he's, oh man, he's, had, he's he's had some down years. He's, uh, but if he's hitting in Colorado, that, there's things to like there. So you think that maybe? I mean, this injury history we're seeing for the last two years with Chris Bryant. Do you think that this is a more of an injury prone player, or just things that just happened? The 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 injuries are so different. Other than the mm-hmm. consistent back, he had two. He was out. He was out with his back twice last year. Right. So the back is more what I'm worried about. But that's the same story with Arenado, with, sure. with some of these other guys. And it wasn't last year at all. That was only 2022. Uh, So for Chris Bryant, so it does feel a little bit more uh, appealing there. Yeah, I didn't filter out 2022 for the hitters. Uh, That's on me. Um, And then the last one in the same kind of vein uh, is Max Kepler. Um, Last year with a strained hamstring, knee tendonitis as well. He had a sprained wrist and then a fractured toe in 2022. Are we listing him as, hey, this guy's going to get hurt again? Uh, as long as he didn't have surgery on the wrist, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Um, All right. Well, there you go. It was. I don't think there's anyone else we really mi- mi- missed here. I mean, if you see hamstring strains, that's not really things that we think about moving forward as being a consistent um, problem, right, Stephen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody to, to mention is Tommy Edmund, who did have wrist surgery in the off season. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be a keep an eye on him in spring and see how he's hitting and if he's getting full participation early on. Otherwise, right. you might tap the brakes on him a little bit for that middle infield speed. Oh, yeah. And that fractured wrist for Jake Cronenworth. Um, is that going to sap his power at all? Uh, potentially. Okay. But, yeah. and it, But, again, fractures are generally better than soft tissue injuries. So, hopefully, he comes back full strength. Right. That's again, the other thing yeah. I remember from all these soft tissue injuries. Oh, boy. Yeah. Broken things. Whatever. It's fine. We've got to think for really? that. All right. Steven Lyman, everyone. Steven, really, it's so great that you make the time to do this. I know it's not easy to schedule because of uh, the time difference, but it's just so good to see you. I get to see you in a you month. Well. Hopefully, you got to let me know when. I will. Uh, I will. And uh, I look forward to that. But thanks so much for taking the time for this. Yeah, great to see you, Nick. And uh, thanks, everybody, for paying attention to, to my ramblings. Of course. And, please, and, please, and what is your podcast donate. again? My podcast is Japan Distilled. So the website's japandistilled.com. Or it's wherever you listen to podcasts if you're interested in Japanese spirits. Fantastic. Well, obviously. So I uh, so definitely give a listen to that. But thank you so much, Stephen. Great to see you. Thank you. You too. Take care.